The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody, and happy holidays. Today, I have my favorite contributor on the show with me, and that is Brian Kane Jackson. Brian is the assistant editor at Technorati, but he is a heck of a great writer, pontificator, blogger, person, and we are going to talk about, um, it's appropriate since it's the end of the year, to talk about sort of the top PR stories, who blew it, who did great, um, top news stories in the year, and sort of do um, a free-flow analysis of what went on in 2012. Welcome, Brian. It's and always I- a pleasure, Cindy. Oh, there you are. We have we have a little bit of a delay, like you're in Europe, but you're in the you're in the uh, you know north you know Northern California, so I guess that's the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's eons different from uh, from what you you know from Southern California to Northern California. Only a couple hundred miles, but eons different. <laughs> worlds apart, just worlds apart. So um, I know that you're probably coming to the show because you are a fantastic editor and, you know, love reflecting upon daily events. You can um, see that in your social media posts. You could certainly see it in your writings. Um, You know, so when you kind of did a little bit of research in your head for this show, what did you come up with? Well, I came up with, uh, I think the thing that stands out most to me right now, and I think that the only reason why it does is because it's still fresh. We're only a month out from, you know, the end of the presidential election craze. Um, well, it was, you know, listen, it's, it was a, it took up the majority of our year because it was a presidential election year. So I think that it's appropriate to revisit what went down um i think that there was an awful lot of hate writing i you know an unnecessary hate writing i um out of all the presidential elections i've seen in my very long lifetime um the mudslinging was very very upsetting and um you know, just a lack of respect overall for the presidential office was very, very disenchanting to me. And I know you have similar views, but since you brought it up, I'll let you talk. <laughs> I, you know, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I think uh, I think that the I think disenchanting uh, is is a more than appropriate word. Um, 
though it scarcely does it justice at times, because as we grow as a nation to become less and less and less and less patriotic and more and more and more disenfranchised, um, which results in that, that uh, you know, that um, negated feeling of, of patriotism or pride in our country because of our inability to pay debt, um, you know, our, uh, our, our treatment of education and children and, uh, you know, how we approach um, health care. Uh, there's just so many different things. There's so many different attributes to our country that we as Americans are not proud of. And when, you know, we look at how we are with respect to other countries, you know, in comparison to other countries, you know, it's very, very easy to become disenfranchised and less patriotic. But that doesn't necessarily excuse the, uh, the lack of respect for the presidential office. You know, um, but that lessened respect is as a result of the fact that, you know, we don't have the same pride to be Americans or to be citizens of this country than we might have, you know, um, 51, you know, almost 52 years ago when that, you know, JFK gave his, inaugur- uh, his, his inaugural speech and he said, ask not... Um, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Um, we, we don't have that same level of patriotism. And, and that's where that disrespect comes in. That's where spoofs and parodies and um, SNL, which was on point this year for the first time in, in a while, um, with it being presidential uh, you know, election year, that's where that comes from, and I think that that's going to continue to grow. And um, we're not even just seeing it from outside the presidential office and from outside politics. We're seeing from we're seeing it from within the political circle. We're seeing it from, you know, between uh, the, the presidential candidate and the incumbent. We're we're seeing it because, um, at the end of the day, it's not really about the facts. It's about who appears to be cooler and more popular. Um, because, you know, I did an article, my first article on the Huffington Post, which was last month, um, you know, talked about how both presidential, uh, you know, uh, candidates were vigorously going after the youth vote. But statistics show that the youth know nothing about social studies or American government. So what are those voters going after it's not just the youth what are what is every voter going after is it going are they going after the person that they feel has the most visibility the coolest facebook page the the most the highest social media presence um the best swagger you know what are we voting for because the statistics show it's not about the issues the numbers show it's not issues driven so what are our motivations for voting for the presidential candidates that we have voted for. And, you know, all of those things right there factor to a a lesser respect for for, um, high political office in in the country. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, I, you know, and I I think we agree. We opened with it and we closed with it like bookends. And, um, you know, I, when I saw all of the trashing of candidates 
on Facebook and, you know, what my personal political opinions are is really, um, you know, separate and apart because I think that um, social media almost allowed a disrespect for the office in a way that it never had before. You're right. You know, it, you know, there is sort of a contest thing with how many, you know, Twitter followers do you have and, you know, who's more active on social media. That was definitely a factor. But it also gave everybody a chance to have a voice and it also ha- gave everybody a chance to, you know, speak their minds. I think in America, that's one of the things that we enjoy is free speech. But I have to say as an, as an objective observer that the free speech element allowed too much because people were allowed to throw anything up there that they wanted to say, even if they weren't educated on the issues, even if they weren't educated about history. And it just brought – it almost like brought down the whole high level of what the Oval Office is supposed to be. Um, it it almost humanized the process too much. And I'm a big First Amendment advocate, so just know that. You know, I'm a big believer in freedom of speech, but it almost, oh, I know. you know, you, you gotta, you gotta keep respecting, you know, no matter what. I mean, I, there are things about the Romney campaign that, you know, that were appealing. Um, you know, again, my personal preferences, you know, aren't really relevant right now. It's, um, it, it's just, you know, they, that office has to be respected. It really, really does. And, um, right, right. you know, there was one moment in the debates where, um, in the vice presidential debate, where I didn't really know the Republican vice presidential candidate very, very well until, you know, I started seeing him around this year. But when I saw Ryan debate, um, I, I just, you know, I'm like, this is not vice presidential at all <laughs> no it was um you know it is and it was uh i think the instant that that started and you know this is again you know gonna completely irrelevant but it, it's going to uh reflect my own you know uh person personal political views but i think that that was a uh, a swing and a miss from him for the start and you know, and, and it was being said all over social media, even by those who might not wanted to, uh, might not have wanted to admit it, but, uh, it was said all over social media that this was going to be, uh, a victory for Joe Biden, um, even before it started. You know, he had years of political debate experience. You know, his sarcastic, I don't give an F <laughs> what attitude was um, very almost kind of disrespectful in and of itself in you know of the uh, of the highest office in our country but it fits perfectly with the modern climate of how we all use social media as this uh, this sounding uh, the, the sound off tool you know we all get on our soapboxes and the the problem is is <laughs> before social media you only had people who were only able to get on their soapboxes and be objective. 
now that you have all of us, now that every single one of us can get up there, we can do it regardless of whether we're objective or not, <laughs> regardless of whether we really know how to address the public in that respect, and regardless of whether or not we're going to abuse that ability um, for freedom of speech. I mean, I saw so much prejudice on in social media this year, um, and, and particularly in the final days and weeks prior to election day. Um, I saw so much of what of what was really driving people's decisions. You know, um, I, I made it a point to make public and I and I got some heat for this and I, I really you know uh, you know to to quote my favorite one of my favorite films, frankly my dear I don't give a damn. <laughs> but you know, I got a lot of heat for, for for making it known that, yes, I am an African-American man, but that is not the reason why I am voting for President Barack Obama. It's amazing, and, isn't it? Um, it was, uh, you know, yeah, it became it was a... a it, it really became a, 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 a racial debate when it really wasn't about race. It was really about, um, you know, the lack of of ability to come to a bipartisan agreement. No, I think that's 100% right, but we saw a lot of ugliness come out with other issues that, you know, they tried to make relevant to the highest office in the country, but it was, oh man, you're right. Well, listen, we're going to take a commercial break, Brian. We're going to talk a lot. There's a lot of stuff that was in the news this year. Um, we'll have a lot of fun. We'll continue to talk about social media's influence in all of it. And don't go away. More with Brian Kane Jackson in just one minute. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, and we're with Brian Kane Jackson. And Brian, um, you asked me before the commercials cut us off if you're sounding okay. And you sound just fine. I know that you said that you were trying to get over um, a nasal thing, huh? Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I wish it was a nasal thing. Um, it's. It's actually. I, I'm not even really sure what it is. Um, the, the new symptom though seems to kick in every day, at least since Monday. So um, I'm sounding a little bit. I'm sounding actually a lot better than I was yesterday, but a little bit more congested than I was yesterday too. So. Well, you don't. You, you sound like you have a voice, so there's no worries there. I'm sorry that you're ailing. So everybody, better stay away. From Brian Kane Jackson because you don't want to get this super flu thing, right? That's going to be the new no, story, no. The, the ending news story of 2012. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be how, how he's had to lessen the amount of articles he's writing because of the super flu. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you know, your writings definitely reflect a lot of things that were going on in the culture, and I, you know, I promise you, we'll talk about, you know, your your favorite stories for the year by the end of the show. But, you know, first I want to talk about, you know, some of the other stuff that, you know, may not have been, you know, as, you know, maybe a little bit too fluffy for you to write about and to analyze, but things that are in the news oh, nonetheless. Um, it's, it's very fascinating that you bring up fluffy because I've, uh, I, it's on my list for 2013. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to indulge in a little bit more fluffiness and, uh, and I'm, I'm, while I might still continue to star chase, I do intend to go after those stories and, and people that I feel need a light shedded on them, regardless of whether it's positive or negative. So I will well, be indulging for the last thing coming here. <laughs> well, you know what? You're very you, you like writing about people and issues. So, you know, I guarantee you that there are going to be a lot of people that might be hiding, you know, under you know rocks and you know that have a lot to do, <laughs> or might be influencing a lot of issues for the good and for the bad. And there's nobody better to write about it. And, you know, as you could see with your bylined articles at Technorati, I mean, you know, you have definitely diversified and you and I have talked about how not everybody, sadly, not everybody likes to read about some of the issues as much as they like to read about the fluffiness. And there's a delicate balance for a blogger, isn't there? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, it's, you know, even I, I, I don't, I don't really care how long anybody has been doing this one thing for, you know, um, we, I, I constantly have to remind myself that I'm 19 months into my career, you know, on this side of writing prior to this for over 17 years, it was always theater and creative writing. So it's still a fundamental shift for me that I'm, I'm still acclimating to. Um, it feels like it's been a lot longer, but it, it, 
really actually has been very short time, and it's and I've just moved very quickly in it. But no matter how long you've been doing it for, finding a balance between what's out there, what people want to read, and what interests you is uh, it's difficult. And so uh, trying to do it within the scope of each story becomes a really welcome challenge. Um, you know, blending a little bit. There's anybody who knows me really well finds the quotes that come directly from me or the narrative that comes directly from me in the story and and my, my desire to try to make it more interesting to myself if you know, as well as to the reader, if it's not a topic I might actually read, you know, um when I'm just re you know, out there reading this, reading from other great writers. Yeah, well, you know, every great journalist has to should definitely be picking up opinions all around them so that those can be reflected and then you could formulate your own strong opinion, right? Right, right. Exactly. So, and I think it's important for, for people to be a little bit more opposite the editorial, um, and, you know, to reach out and relate to their audiences a little bit more. Yeah, no, I, well, I think that that's true in traditional media and in social media. In social media, you know, if you're not engaging in conversation or entertaining, you might as well not be up there at all, right? Yeah, you know, tumbleweeds have Facebook pages too, so. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly, that's true. Well, listen, we talked about the presidential election and we talked about, you know, how disappointing some of the hater rating was and a lack of respect for the office. And I, you know, overall, you know, we, we definitely agree, you know, on, you know, on maybe some of the, you know, the backlash of social media in terms of the fine lines between respecting something and having, you know, too much to say without, you know, credentials to say it. But how about one of the good news stories for America this year were was how our country shined in the Olympics, wasn't it? That was amazing. That was an amazing thing. And, you know, I don't even, I, I'm going to admit, you know, I, I know that I'm, I know I can subconsciously hear some of the boos and hisses that are going to come as a result of this, but I typically do not follow, nor do I watch the Olympics. But I was actually um, quite engaged uh, this year, you know, and mostly through social media and news and uh, YouTube moments. But it was absolutely amazing. And I think that the reason why it was so successful for the country this year was because we needed an escape from all of the weight and the depth and the, the you know, just the, uh, the angst and anxiety of every day, you know, um, an economy that is improving for a certain percentage of the country. Uh, who's going to be the next leader of the free world? And is it going to remain free? <laughs> or is it going to go up in cost? Um, you know, uh, what is the direction? Do we, uh, do we have a direction? What is the future? Do we have a future? Um, you know, in several days we'll be worrying, or well, not we, but some people will be worrying about 12-12-12, um, according to the, uh, I think that's the Illuminati day of the end of the world. Or Was the, that uh, the, the Mayan calendar? 
The Mayan calendar. Thank you. I said Illuminati. I'm sorry. I'm getting all my stuff mixed up. I, t- I talked to my uncle a lot. He's into the Illuminati. Um, he believes all that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, he's, uh, he, he's told me about it time and time again, and I and apparently they're in on it. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, it was just, it was a, I digress. We, it was a, a much welcome breath of fresh air. It was sunshine on a cloudy day, I think, for everyone to just get away from all of that, you know. And when you have uh, talent like uh, Gabby Douglas and, and the way she's just absolutely shined and stayed so human she, and so oh, accessible. She, oh, God, adorable. <laughs> she's so human and so accessible and so... Uh, she She's real. I, she hasn't... I don't. I mean, I know her life has changed, but you know, she's just still as awestruck as we are. No, and she, you it, can see and it, was, it was captured. You know, it was it was captured. That was a good social media moment. Again, you know, great social media moments. But you know, all everybody on our team. Again, it was such a. It, it was so nice to see feel patriotism again. You mentioned in the last segment that. During the presidential elections, um, the collective lack of patriotism was very disappointing to both of us. Um, Got to hang on to your core values no matter what, right? That's what we say in crisis PR. But, um, you know, juxtaposed to that, having those American moments, I think that a lot of um, Americans that wanted to find the dream again, that really was were so disenfranchised and, you know, felt – um, so divided, you know, for once they could feel really proud to be an American and it was such a long time. It, it, it's been so, you know, it's been so long since we could feel that kind of American pride and, and seeing how many events we were able to persevere and win in was just kind of showed that we could win wars, you know? Right, right. You know, and I think, you know, it, you know, being a journalist and then you being in PR, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's crossed your mind a couple of times. You know, what is hard pressed to imagine what this year in this country would have been like had the Olympics not taken place. Oh, wow. I, I think that there would have been, you know, horrible, you know, more riots and, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I think that we would have seen a lot more um, civic unrest because yes, a lot more civic unrest. Yes, you know, I, I think that people really needed to have you know, like I don't know, a bottle of bubbles in this you know in this horror show. You know, a bottle. You know, of- I mean, I had. I have one. I have one person who came into my office every day, and there was a different complaint about either the IRS, the state taxes, federal taxes, or um, the rate of taxes. And um, one day, I kid you not, I just told him, I said, "Man, go fly a kite." <laughs> no, I, I hear you exactly. You hear because, <laughs> because you know, I, I just. Uh, he, he refused to see anything positive that was that was going on, even even in 
light of the Olympics. So yes, uh, a greater sense of civic unrest. You know, if you can imagine anyone being more at civic unrest than this particular show that I speak of, and, and uh, greater sense of disenfranchisement, definitely. Um, you know, amongst everybody at, at all age levels, I think. No, I think uh, that's would have taken place had there not been that success in the U.S. Olympics. Well, we have to take another commercial break, Brian, so we're going to come back in just a second. And, Brian, why don't you give everybody, you know, your your blog address so that people can check it out. Yes, uh, you're welcome to check out my work uh, as an assistant editor on uh, com. That's com forward slash people forward slash making sense. You can also find me on the Huffington Post at HuffingtonPost.com forward slash Brian dash Kane Jackson, um, yep. where you can just Google my name and all of my work will come up. Well, there you go. We'll have more where you can listen to Brian speak a little bit more with me about the top issues of the year and um, PR analysis, news analysis when we come back from this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Michelle Core Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Hi, we're back and we're talking to Brian K. Jackson, assistant editor, Technorati, and um, we're having a good time. If you're just tuning in now, go back to the beginning of the show and hear some discussion about the top news stories and analysis from 2012. It's end of year. It's it's time to reflect. 
a little bit of um, prognostication, perhaps. Um, so, Brian, another um, hero- heroic American story, I think, that maybe I was following very, very closely because of my family and my roots is Hurricane Sandy. And um, I know that you, I thank you for writing an article, you know, talking about greedy lying bastards and how the documentary kind of picks up on climate change, you know, um, in a very timely sense, you revisited the, the documentary, um, you know, because of the politics behind global warming and, you know, how, how, you know, a super, a certain group of people with special interests will pay any amount of money to dismiss the myths of, um, global warming. And it's a shame that politics and special interests like oil can certainly override the, um, you know, the safety and the lives of civilizations all over the world. It's kind of incredible. But what we saw with Hurricane Sandy is um, a news media that handled the communication of this event, um, you know, really seriously. And rather than sensationalizing, putting their emphasis on safety and who has to evacuate and how you use your mobile phones and what codes do you go into to find out if you're in a zip code that has shelters and generators near you. Um, it was um, such a devastating, you know, apocalyptic event. And, you know, the New York area, Long Island, New Jersey, um, it's incredible how people lost their homes. Friends of mine from high school, you know, still don't have their homes rebuilt and um, are living with their parents or relatives or, you know, temporary living situations. I, it's a really, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a historic event. It truly is. And, uh, and I, and, and I uh, thank you for uh, your appreciation of my story on my follow-up on, on greedy lying bastards. Uh, Craig's documentary. You know, I'm, I'm actually, for the first time, probably in a long time, if at all, uh, proud of how the media handled it. You know, in fact, with uh, respect to how the media handled it, and, and my only story on, on Hurricane Sandy um, being the political motivation behind people with um, special interests with respect to. Uh, you know, climate change. Um, it kind of made me feel as though I had sensationalized <laughs> for once. But I, but I, I told the truth, and I think it's it's sensationalization for those who accused it of being claptrap. And I'm sure you saw the comments. Um, we kind of had a mini Huffington Post thing going on, which never happened on Saturday. <laughs> no, it really did, though. I mean, there were. I, it was you got so much response on that, and you know, look when you're writing about an issue, you know, response, good or bad, is always great. You know, it shows that people are engaging, right? I, I was, I was enthralled and enthralled and. I always I got even more colorful emails <laughs> oh, <laughs> than, what was, <laughs> than what was posted on the on the website. I get I get pretty semi regular emails and uh, and it's always it's always such a kick to me to see all the 
different personalities come through and to look up the demographic information to see who read it and where it hit the most and at what point in time and the demographics. It, it, it's all so incredibly fascinating and interesting. And then to see people debating with me about it and then see people protecting me and then debating with each other. It, it was just, it was a thrill. It was no, it's it. And, well, um, it's it's, uh, you know, it shows that you have a lot of, um, you touch upon a lot of emotions. Um, but it, isn't Google Analytics a wonderful thing? <laughs> it really is, isn't it? <laughs> what was life like before that? <laughs> I mean, it's we like... Had guess. We had Nielsen. Right, well, that's what people did. I mean, you know, Nielsen would, cha- you know, charge this tremendous bundle of money and research directors would do this you know expensive research analysis on top of the um you know the the nielsen fees or arbitron fees and you know or you know audit audit bureau of circulation in the in the magazine and and newspaper world and you know but now you could just uh know how to read google analytics and know exactly what you know who your reader is and who your listener and 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 viewer is it's incredible it's just incredible but um you know so going back to the top stories and again i promise you we have one more segment after this one and we could talk about you know a lot of the people that you've interviewed this year because i know you're excited about it but um I, i still wanted to touch upon you know the top stories of the year um you remember the colt coney um debacle right yes um you know that happened more at the beginning of the year but um there's a man that wasn't prepared for a crisis huh wow the guy that um you know (laughs) the guy that did the film remember he didn't he have like a nervous breakdown or something and ran naked in the streets of florida you know you're going to have to refresh my memory a little bit on this one. Oh, it's okay. Um, I mean, it's a guy that, that produced the video. And, 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 and which video was this again? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the, it was the Coney video. Oh, right. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. I mean, the Coney video. You know, that was, that was the blink of an eye, literally, wasn't it? It was a blink of an eye, but, you know, it's the video was bad enough. I mean, it well, it was very serious about the abuses that went on with children and, you know, this, you know, horrible, horrible, um, you know, situation. Yes, yes. you know up. what, it, it, it's, it's completely come back to me. It's completely yeah, I knew it would because I think that really has. It. But, the, you know, okay, so we all know that there's – you know, Satan lives in people all around the world. I mean, it's not a story that hadn't been told before in terms of, you know, slaughtering dictators and abuse of children and all of that kind of stuff. We all know the story and it's, you know, we all know that people are very, very sick. You know, we've, we've seen these, you know, horrible, you know, um, dictators, abuse people throughout our ages it's our history of the world right but the thing that was that you know wasn't anticipated from a crisis standpoint was the fact that you know the person who made the film wasn't ready to respond to all of the backlash and he kind of had a nervous breakdown so (laughs) and you know you know 
So that, that, that is like, somebody who who um, clearly just, I mean, to say that he wasn't prepared for that is is there's no there's no proper way to to put that. Um, there was no. <laughs> I mean, it went on the internet. How how could he have figured that something like that would not have gone viral? Well, you know, it just goes back to that old crisis, you know, communications adage. Always be prepared. If you're going to do something, the world's going to see, particularly if it's highly controversial. So, you know, you always... So we now have two things. No comment is not a solution. And a nervous breakdown running around... Naked is also not a solution. <laughs> well, Nor is it an answer. <laughs> there you go. It goes into that's not an answer category. But moving along quickly, um, you know, it's because I think there was a lot of haterating and disenfranchise. What happens is people go to the ridiculous to be entertained. And, um, you know, I'm like blown away that Honey Boo Boo is even a character. But then again, why shouldn't I be? Because society needs to create its warped heroes, right? So you got the exactly, uh, exactly. You know what, what's what's even more, uh, you know, concerning and alarming actually is that people mistake the entertainment as a form of education. Yeah, well, that happens I, so much now. Yeah, I mean, and Honey Boo Boo is what, you know, every child in America should aspire to be, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you better redneck, redneckinize? Or red, is, how, is that what it is? Red, uh, yeah, I, it, well... <laughs> redneckinize, it's something like that. I, I, you know, I work with two women who find it hilarious. I haven't watched it. They showed me a picture, and the picture and the previews I've seen on TV have been... Have been enough. I haven't actually watched the program, but it's red, redneckinized, or yeah, yeah. No, listen, like I don't want to. You're, you're giving it the commentary that is hitting the nail right on the head. Let's move on. It doesn't deserve <laughs> much importance. <laughs> I had to bring it up because it's uh, it's crazy what we turn to when we're looking for answers and entertainment um, to fill our our naked minds, right? But um, let's talk about. We, you know, let's we we're coming to the end of this segment. I know it went very quickly, um, but you know, in the next segment, let's entertain people with some of the people. I know you're very excited about some of the people that you've managed to connect with in your in Technorati for Technorati interviews and your blogs. Um, you know, I you've I have to say when I ask people to stay tuned for the next segment that you are fearless. Um, whether you want to go for a particular public figure because you've admired this person, you know, personally, or you you admire their influence on the culture, you know, you when you make a list and you go after them, you get some of them. And I have to say, as an investigative reporter, you have no fear too. I mean, you know, when you when you covered the tenant story, or you know, this late summer. Um, you know, you just picked up the phone and called everybody. You had no fear. You, I mean, you are, you have that gift of perseverance and persistence and, you know, um, you'll just jump off the cliff to, 
you know, get what you have to get. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. So don't go away when we hear a little bit more from the assistant editor of Technorati, Brian Kane Jackson. Stand by. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Well, we're back with Brian Kane um, Jackson and um, assistant editor with Technorati. And Brian, I gave you the drum roll so you could talk about your favorite stories that you've covered for the you world. You know, it, it, there's, it's so hard, and I, I, I've been racking my brain about this today. It's so hard to pick anyone. You mentioned before the commercial break Tenet Healthcare, which um, was my first investigative story, and I think article number 191, um, that one hit home for me because, uh, you know, you were, you were having, uh, you know, you had had or you were about to have, uh, you know, some ankle, I think it was ankle or foot surgery yourself, right? Yes, ankle, the tendon surgery, when I had to give, you know, say to everybody involved in this with full disclosure that I was going to be challenged. (laughs) Challenged is, to put it mildly, I mean, you were pretty much housebound. I don't know how you did that. It would have driven me crazy. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I mean, even even something as small as that, you know, uh, when you have to worry about going to the hospital, you know, when you have to worry about going to the people that are supposed to take care of you and make you better and, you know, your family suffers a a loss because, you know, the the one they love has gone to the hospital to get better and they come out, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, to put it mildly, is, is 
not something that we should have to condone. I mean, it's already enough that we have to fear the police, and they're supposed to protect us. And, um, you know, we now have to fear our doctors, and they're supposed to make us better. You know, um, and then cover it up. You know, cover cover up their their malpractice, their uh, their negligence, their wrongful decisions. That that hit home for me. You know, I have um, my grandparents raised me, and 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 they're getting up there in age, and and we'll have more doctors' visits. That now, even more so after doing this story, are more unnerving to me than they ever have been in the past. Um, you know, I. The one thing I wanted to communicate through that story, if if no other if no other message gets out, I want people to be more cognizant of what's going on around them, um, what's being written down, what people are doing. Don't be afraid to ask questions because there's no such thing as an ignorant question. Um, this is your life. This is your health. You know, there's no such thing as a question you shouldn't be asking. Uh, and you know, it just, it really, it really just hit me. And it still hits me even thinking about it now. Um, so I, I have to say that that is probably the most important story I've done the entire year. But, you know, um, in engaging in fluff and fun, you know, I... But, no, I you do fluff and... You do fluff and fun well, so why don't you talk about some of your favorite celebrities and personalities that you managed to hang out with and interview and cover? You know, Macy Gray, as you know, um, I did two stories on her, which everybody's like, how come she gets two stories and I've gotten one? So we'll have to resolve that at a later date. <laughs> right, um, right, right. But, you know, we, <laughs> we talked on the phone. And we hung out, uh, we hung out, you know, face to face, and she is a very cool, very unique, very shy, uh, in-person personality, but a lot of fun. She's just, she's an abstract, walking abstract work of art, you know, in her music and, and in her beauty and her personality and her wicked sense of humor. She's a lot of fun to be around, um, particularly those, for those who, who know her well, um, more so than those who are being, who are um, just being acquainted, becoming acquainted with her. Um, you know, you introduced me to the the wonderful Paul Michael Glazer, who um, we actually still have to finish his story. So, um, I mean, the conversation is just conversation was just so in depth and and on so many levels. So many. I mean, he didn't just talk to me; he talked to his own soul and to mine at the same time. It's incredibly deep man and um, it's always interesting to see when you're talking to different stars and personalities and people you've grown up with on TV and find out that you know uh, what their interests are you know you know the way that he talked about golf you would think that he was talking about yoga (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny well you know he's listen He's 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 a, a very spiritual man. He's doing an autograph session in in, the, in a bookstore at Venice Beach on Sunday this week. So it w- I wish that you were in town. It's uh, you know it's at a bookstore in I think it's a Venice bookstore. Um, you know Sunday. I still have a standing. 
I still have a standing invite, you know, if I'm ever in Venice Beach, I still have a standing invite to join them for golf. So it'll be my first time because nobody had ever been able to sell me on it before he did, you know, after well, he talked about maybe it. Maybe you like, should. Maybe take, I need to do this. Take a lesson first. Golfing with Starsky. <laughs> Golfing with Starsky. You're right. I mean, come you on. Know, so <laughs> what an opportunity. Uh, it, it would be it would be a huge honor. It'd be a huge honor, you know. And I had, um, you know, conversations with, uh, you know, um, they, uh, Nino Rodriguez, the the boxer who, who almost lost his life earlier this year, and will be coming back with a with a you know in a blaze of glory, you know, coming this February and hearing his story and how he has overcome his obstacles and challenges was absolutely inspiring. Talking with Christy Yamaguchi and, and her um, inspiration for her clothing line, um, you know, grossing out and, and, and making Wanda Sykes laugh, <laughs> which, which well, is an had, accomplishment. You've had moments. You've had, you've had some very, very good moments, and you finally did your 200th um, editorial, right? Which was incredible, I have to say, and was a tremendous departure for me. Um, the famous and elusive or, you know, infamous or questionably elusive Jack Dempsey um, from the band Get Jack Dempsey, which, uh, you know, I didn't want it to be a stir like with the 100th, who am I going to get, who am I going to get, who am I going to get? You know, I wanted to do something offbeat. I wanted to do something different. I, I wanted to do something that would make people read it and say, wow, is this real or is he telling me a story? You know, and uh, I question it myself, you know, looking back on the experiences and the notes that I took um, from the preparation of it, from, you know, realizing, okay, this is what might have happened to wow, this is actually what has happened and this has been my follow-up and how do I respond to this and how audiences respond to it. It was incredibly, uh, you know, fun. Um, my Tekarati's first Black History Month, which I oversaw and, and did the stories and interviews for, um, saw people from our past, um, our present, and our future of Black History um, Really, really inspirational stories. Um, lots of good fun, lots of depth, lots of spirituality, and lots of uh, targeting against something that I try to target against every day, which is negative, uh, negative racial, uh, negative racial stereotyping. And um, you know, and and talking with people who changed their lives, who were on one end of the spe spectrum, they went from being a, a rotten egg to to being this incredibly spiritual person who is a beacon of light for everyone around them. And, and um, just lots of great people. Lisa Ray telling me uh, these powerful words, um, you know, in, 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 our, in my struggles as I, as I become, try to become a more known journalist, my struggles of trying to get people to interview and, and having it be very um, publication-sensitive, um, or not getting a response, you know, she told me, you never know who you pass on the way up. And, um, it, you know, and it, was, it wasn't so much that exact quote, but it was the way in which she said it that just that resonated with me. 
and um, how fun she was to talk to. There's there's so many, and I know I'm leaving people out, but there's there's just been so many interesting conversations with people that we see and perceive differently through watching them on TV or reading about them in a tabloid or unfortunately seeing them pop up on on um, what is that that horrible tabloid show? I, I forget what it is. TMZ. Um, no, TMZ, yes, TMZ, which is just, uh, it's just, it's a PR person's nightmare, TMZ is. Well, um, sometimes it's a PR person's promotion because, you know, a lot of publicists throw out that their um, clients are going to be walking out of a certain restaurant and they actually like having the attention, which is a whole other show, Brian, because we have to wrap up right now. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Really, check out check out Brian's writings, please, at technorati dot com. And um, you know, as Brian said earlier, you could certainly Google him. You know, Brian Kane Jackson, and uh, you know, read his very very relevant and entertaining and um, you know colorful articles and Brian as always it's a pleasure to have you on the show um, there's so much more that we can talk about and that's why we'll have to plan another date in the near future okay absolutely absolutely right. thank you Cindy for having me I appreciate it all right I will see everybody next week and you have a great day Brian and feel better Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. I am an American idol. I've got synthetic I kill my mother to get on the TV screen. I am a death row psycho. I am a tabloid criminal. 